came in preparation and hole punching and stuff. Well, the value of that is is obvious, right? For production to pay for your organization. But if you think about what's going on here, there has to be some kind of a massive, you know, computer that's pretty smart sitting inside of that device, right? right. And because it's a computer, it's exploitable. And if we just add on a couple of other devices to that, let's just say an HP laser printer, and let's say an internet of things device. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Toss C3 podcast. I'm excited to welcome the founder of Toss C3, Greg Hanna. Greg, what's going on, man? How are you? I'm doing fantastic, Neil. I'm very excited about this week. Oh, yes. I'm excited about the topic, again, involving hackers and how they're trying to go after multi-factor copiers uh, to steal data and hack. It's really something I never thought about. Let's just give an example. If you go to a Kinko's, a Staples, and you ask to make copies of legal documents or documents that are very, very uh, not not the right ones you want everyone to see, and that they do end up having a backup of it after you make that copy. Is that kind of where we're going in this direction where hackers are seeing that opportunity? Well, th that's, that's a really great point. It's not really the topic of what we we're going to talk about at the angle, but I'll tell you, um, you bring up a really good point. You know, for instance, one of the largest uh, multifaction copier companies in the world out of Japan, Kanaga Minolta, was hacked, I think, for the second time, 2019, 2023, just a few weeks ago. And think about this for a second. You know, if they are scanning everything, all those machines have hard disks on them. And let's just say that that machine happened to have gotten hacked or breached, then all of that data will be taken. Now, of course, they're supposed to dump that, I'm assuming, within every 24 hours, you know, eradicate that off the disk and so on. But you know how it is. It, it's probably for 30 days. So it's probably sitting on a disk somewhere for 30 days, which might even get backed up. So you bring up a, a really good point because they did have a data breach and they had data leaked, which is potentially some of that information that might have been, you know, networked if they had all of these things networked around the country, around, around the world. So that's a really great point. But you know, what I really wanted to talk about is many people, either if you're a law firm, municipality, a library, or any kind of business, you know, you probably have a multifunction copy or printer in your organization that, you know, you can scan to the disk or you can scan to email um, or you can do, you know, printing from your desk and do all kinds of fancy document preparation and hole punching and stuff. Well, the value of that is, is obvious, right? For production to paper for your organization. But if you think about what's going on here, there has to be some kind of a massive, you know, computer that's pretty smart sitting inside of that device, right? right? And because it's a computer, it's exploitable. And if we just add on a couple of other devices to that, let's just say an HP laser printer and let's say an internet of things device, I don't know, that controls light switches, all right? So we'll just say those three things. They're all small computers and they're all in your business, let's say. Okay, so let's talk about the four easiest ways that hackers exploit these things. First is network scanning. Now, they will scan the network and scan these devices looking for open ports. Like many ports are open that allow um, connectivity to the network if you know how to exploit it. So that's the first thing is a port vulnerability. The second thing is default passwords. You know, many, many people are very busy or the techs just come and install it from Hanukkah or Xerox, wherever. And they just come and install it and they leave it up to the IT department of the law firm or the library, or the municipality or whatever to change that and do all those things. But let's say that it's a small environment and they don't really have 
uh, a lot of IT people or anyone, or let's say it's a big environment and the IT staff is super busy and didn't really know that on the third floor they were getting a new copier. Well, that thing gets wheeled in, it gets plugged in, it's on the network now, and the default admin password is there and set. And that's like a simple explo you know, exploitation. Uh, the third way is firmware vulnerabilities. Now, just like on a computer, you know, these are, again, small computers and the devices, they have firmware, which are basically modules or software that runs the hardware. So that's how hardware works. It, it has interface with software and, and that's how the magic happens. And the firmware itself has vulnerabilities. You know, think of, let's think of uh, Microsoft Windows as a, as a firmware, if you will, for the, for the computer. We know that has vulnerabilities. It has security patches every, every week uh, and sometimes more frequently. Same thing with these devices. You have to keep those firmware updated. And many people don't, they don't even think about it. It's just a dumb machine sitting in the corner making copies or scanning and they forget about it. And then finally, malware attacks. Since these are computers, printers, internet of things, devices, and multifunction copier printers are subject to what's called malware injection attacks. And what that means is that they will take a type of malware written for that device and they will put it into the device and then use that device as a methodology to disseminate and spread that throughout the organization on the network. Now, just in case you've forgotten, ransomware is a malware. So when we're talking about injecting malware, you might as well just substitute that with injecting ransomware, which is the most horrible thing that you would ever want to experience and you never do want to experience it. So when hackers go in, and specifically enough, they try to go after passwords, they give the right passwords in the network, and then they find something like this copy machine. If they're able to break into this copy machine, can they break into the entire network then? 100%. It's just a, it's just a computer sitting on the network. And if you can hack the computer, you can own the network. Yeah. That's simple because you're all, you need Wi-Fi for it to run. Right, you're you need it, you need it. So you need to be on a network. So if you have a copy machine, this is the days. This is not once you plug in and it's just that it has to go to a network, and then that network. Oh man! And how many times do you see those vulnerabilities happen with things like this? Well, we are offering a free cyber risk assessment to anyone who wants one, and you can get it on the website. Um, but I, I can tell you right now, every place that I go into a risk assessment. They tell me, look, we have no problems here. They always find things to help them correct and fix. <clears throat> Most of the time, it's internet devices like these or multifunction copier printers or printers themselves. So it could be a smart TV as well in your office or something 100%. like that. Yeah. And, you, and when you're saying default passwords, simple passwords can be hacked very easily and hackers are looking out for them. So if, let's say, malware infuses and you're not protecting that area, that's the first place they're going after, right? And then they- Yeah, here's, here's the easiest thing. If, if, if you know what kind of device it is, and it's pretty simple to tell, because you know, once you're paying it, it gives you information back, once you know what to look for, you then just go to Google and you search default admin password for X, right? And it, you'd be surprised, but most manufacturers set admin passwords to admin admin. So the username is admin, the password is admin. And that's unfortunate, but that's the truth. 
and you find it. So for the best places, Greg said, call him today, schedule a call, look at his risk assessment, and he'll be able to look at all these different things. There's just so many places to hack and to know if a big company, like you just mentioned, got hacked, you are not protected. If these big, huge companies that have spent millions and millions of dollars on IT and cybersecurity are getting hacked, you need someone like Greg to look out for you. All right. All right. That was the Toss C3 podcast, guys. Take care.